Hello and welcome to the Two Idiots Podcast. My name is Matt Traxel. This is Ryan Husky Bullet Johnson. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Trump's incredible recovery, how he dominated COVID, and why not everyone else dominates COVID. We're going to discuss some election politics, my incredible bachelor party, and uh, blood oaths, which may or may not be related. Uh, Coach is going to sneak on us the, the Pocky One Chip Challenge, which is a little amusing. Um, Ryan dominates me. And then we're going to get into a deep conversation about outsourcing and its impacts. Enjoy. There's going to be laser circumcision here in the next decade. Or we just stop doing it because there's no point. Okay. <laughs> I can't work with this. <laughs> uh, I'm officially done. Uh, like, I, w- I want to talk about how is it that Trump is not just really sick? Well, I, he has the best medical care in the world. Yeah, I don't know if that's... <sighs> so here's here's what I was reading is... is uh, someone's like, yeah, I had COVID and day one through five were like, I had a really high fever day one and then it kind of tapered off and I got better in day five. My worst days were day eight to 14. Those were the tough ones. Why? Did they say why? And I think it's, I, I don't know. I have no idea why, but the person just said, um, you know, it, it, it's not your typical illness. It's, well, uh, so... Uh, they say a lot of the complications are from your own immune system overreacting. Like, yep. a lot of deaths from the flu also come from, like, a cytokine storm or some, like, other immune system overreaction. Yeah. Like, the most deadly flus that kill healthy people, like, in the 20s and 30s, like, I think uh, the 1919 Spanish flu, it mm-hmm. killed a lot of healthy middle-aged people because mm. they had really strong immune systems and mm. their immune systems would overreact and they'd end up destroying their own bodies. Right. Like, when COVID attacks your lungs, most of the damage done to your lungs is... You know, half from the virus, a lot of half from your immune system. Mm. They immediately gave Trump a big dose of steroids to basically suppress his immune system. Then they gave him uh, an antibody treatment. So another animal, I think they said it was a cow or something, had developed antibodies to the virus. So then they basically turned off his immune system to react and then gave him something to kill the virus. Yeah. And then gave him a bunch of other drugs. And then they were probably had a team of doctors monitoring him 24-7. Right, holding, how, how, holding him up. Yeah. Like, just literally, there's no bed. He's, they're holding him up. Yeah, um, it, I, well, it, it's like those old Roman thrones where, like, there's yeah. six poles and a yeah. giant golden Well, that's chair. how they carried Xerxes in, yeah. in, in 300. It, they probably reused that same chair. Trump probably right. asked for it. Right, and then the But, I mean, that's is, why he got better so fast. I mean, if you think about a normal person who goes, and even a, a person who, I mean, they don't have the God-tier genetics that Trump does, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But they... True. They'll have one doctor who sees them periodically throughout the day. They aren't going to have a team of doctors watching them all day long. Right. Right. Giving them cock- the cocktails of drugs that people don't have access to, except in rare circumstances, on a much faster timeline like it's completely different um yeah i think there's something to that but i also think like but then again maybe he never was sick there's always that I too don't know. jesus what the i can't, I can't i'm kidding I, it, it's, it's probably clear that he was sick considering that most of the white house is sick at this point yeah he's like in one of his videos he was like i didn't feel so good i didn't feel like the new york 
the whole New York like, hey, I didn't feel so good. The 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 huckster don't look kind of yeah. like I don't. I, there's something I I love and I hate about it. Like, he 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 is a hundred percent showman. Yep. There, there's no there's no content. There's no right, meaning. Right, he, right. He's just a used car salesman all the time. Oh my god! All the time. True, that's yeah. it. That's all he yeah. is. He has one mode, yep. and he's trying to sell you something you don't want all the time. In like in that video where he, I watched a video of him like, hey. It's your favorite president, and yeah. it's just the day after he got like he got dropped off at the White House after being a Walter Reed, and his bronzer is so, so bronze, thick. yeah, so thick. Well, it, he, it's he, because he, did you ever see any photos of him in the hospital? He didn't have any bronzer. Oh yeah, he was on. pale. He it looked he looked like a normal person. It yeah. was weird. It was it was awful. White House has thirty four well, positive a cases, thousand positive cases. Yeah, I mean yeah. It's, it's pretty clear he probably had it right at this point. So I will redact my conspiracy theory that he did not in fact have it but did he give it to everyone or was it kind of a mishmash no i, I think I, I think malarkey. they said it was like some assistant or someone who was like asymptomatic or, yeah hope hicks oh yeah, hope yeah. hicks oh hopey hickey yeah yeah i have a theory like she's i mean she's she's more on the attractive side and i feel as though okay possibly, where, what is this theory going well you know people uh people like hanging out with hope hicks they like standing around yapping with hope hicks hey hope Hey, Hope, uh, check this out, Hope. Look at my, <laughs> like some, some White House turds, like just little, like, uh. You imagine there's you like know, frat White houses House, at the White yeah, House. White House aides that are like, hey, Hope, come look at my high score in Galactica. Hey, Hope, you want to play beer pong with us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Hope, uh, d- you know, I, pl- I played center in sports, you know. Hey, Hope, Hope. Hope's sick, guys. Hope's sick. Hope's going to make you sick. Hope made you sick. You tried to impress her with your do you, fucking... Um, do, do you think Trump backing out of the debate is <clears throat> just him backing out because he did so abysmal the first time? Because that's kind of where my hunch is. Or uh, is it because if it's a virtual debate, they could just mute him? The latter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he thinks <clears throat> like... So, okay, here's... I don't. Did I go over this last week? So, he... There is a... I think we did talk about this, but essentially, like if if someone accuses you of something, yeah. his his mode is not to back, you know, deflate that accusation or counter the accusation with explanation. It's, it's to, to counter just accuse you yeah. of something. And I feel as though he's so programmed to do stuff like that that he, when some when legitimately, it's like, yeah, we would like to hear your stance on white supremacists. He just short circuits mm-hmm. and. I don't think he because he doesn't have opinions. He has uh, talking points, yeah. and salesmanship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, well, I think, I think fundamentally, I think he doesn't have any real convictions, and it's like whatever he can spin is what matters, right? To and to who, right? So, like, you know, I don't know. I'm just acting like I'm reading his mind. Who or, knows? Or, or, or it could be, and it seems like Biden was doing this too. I remember we I made the joke that was there any information exchanged? Mm. Like, no. And it's because it's not about the candidates themselves anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about the other candidate. Mm-hmm. You aren't voting for someone. You're voting against someone. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was talking to a friend earlier today, and, and it's just like, you know, they, they aren't voting for Biden. They're voting against Trump. Mm. And a lot of people voting for Trump aren't voting for Trump. They're voting against Biden yeah. or Kamala, who they yeah. see as, like, you know, the real threat or whatever. Yeah. That's interesting. Which, that's, that's where we are now. Yeah. I mean, and uh, I've been watching some of the local political ads for the, the Senate races here in Iowa, and, like, Joni Ernst 
always accuses Teresa Greenfield of like, oh, she was handpicked by Nancy Pelosi and Chuck yeah. Schumer, and she's she's part of the liberalists. Like that's yeah, yeah. that's like some sort of like huge insult because yeah. being associated with them means you're like just all these things that are bad. It's just it's weird because it you don't really hear what they have to say. Because even when Joni or Teresa Greenfield were talking, they asked him about all these points, and they both agreed on almost everything. Yeah. But then they were just like arguing, is like Pelosi was taking all these things from corporations and super PACs, and Teresa right. Greenfield was in the pocket of the DNC and the the, the, the corporate liberals. And yeah. It's just like they're basically the same platform. Yeah. But one's a Republican and one's a Democrat. Yeah. But they're both they're both centrist by any means. Because mm-hmm. Joni was bragging about how she's like uh, the eighth most centrist uh senator or something based on the voting record and mm. Teresa greenfield also said she'd be a centrist it's just like it's, it was just funny because the same candidate they're just yeah. trying to make you hate them because right, 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 of what, right. whatever their affiliations are yeah they're uh <clears throat> so i got nervous for a second because i felt like i couldn't breathe <laughs> and i just realized that i was breathing through my nose which is stuffed up um and so now i'm breathing through my mouth so i'm not i'm not as anxious ha- have um, you ever listened when i've said things uh yeah, I just find what you, <laughs> I find what you say to not be appealing at all. Awesome, it's more. <laughs> I find it more. Um, I read between the lines with you. Okay, okay? so like what, what you're saying. What did I just say in Ryan's world? You said what you said is just let me. I'm ready. Let me back up and give you a summary <laughs> of what you just said to me. Okay, okay? and the way I'm going to say this is in the following way and that way will be a way so yeah you're pretty much like this is the same candidate it's just like the way that they paint each other is being like you're a communist or you're a fascist or you're a whatever and it's um we so this is this is this is kind of part of a theory that i have which when I say a theory, I just mean I've watched a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of guys that probably make a lot more money than me talk about issues that they're smart about. And uh, I've compiled all those things together and synthesized them into some kind of bullshit. You, you've had a thought. I had a thought. Yep. I had one thought, one piddly thought. And that is um, because the world is so complex now and not the world's so complex, it, it's the... It's the layer of information that we have access to. So this guy, uh, Daniel Schmachtenberger. That's a fake name. Oh, completely. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's yeah. the fakest name oh, I've God. ever heard yeah, in my yeah, life. For sure, absolutely. Uh, um, and what's, it's like a th- three kids in a trench coat. And they're like, uh, <laughs> hello, sir, and welcome to the dinner party. What's your name? Uh, Daniel Schmachtenberger. <laughs> Like a poor, like a detective yeah, hat, yeah, like, just like hat. They, you can tell they're it's like just wobbly like, and the arms yeah. are all empty. That is genius. <laughs> um, uh, Daniel, uh, do you have a reservation for Daniel? Uh, uh, what's the last name? Sh- uh, Schmachtenberger. <laughs> what? Uh, oh yes, we do. Um, so, so every point that's made, there's data to back it up. Well, you can just make another po- counterpoint and find other data. Then there's the data beneath it, but then there's the interpretation of the data. You know, it's it's the equivalent of being like, oh, the United States is surrounded by water. And someone can say, well, what if, you know, the water just has the United States inside? You know, like it's it's in it's in a body of water. Like it's just two different views, but it's like, same yeah, data. I, I think we've given an example about like um, the the uh, uh, gun violence and police about like how people talk about um, 
there's more blacks killed by the police than whites, but yeah. they're they're looking at percentage of a population, not not percentages of interactions with police. Yeah. So it's all the same data, yeah. but the way you choose to interpret it. And yeah. the thing is, both sets of data are true, right? They're both, it's real, but the way you're interpreting it makes two completely different opposing cases. Yes. Insanity. And so because of that insanity, because of the inability to make decisions, this guy, sh- <laughs> Mr. Schmachtenberger, the, 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 the two kids that are on each- three, the three kids on each other's shoulders made this great point. And that is um, when we can't understand, uh, we're not made for tons of data. Our minds aren't. So when we when we're confronted with that, we and we can't make sense of it, we'll go back to tribalism. So we go back to like what protects me, who am I, what am I, you know, who, who are who are my people, right? And it's not necessarily I don't think it's a race thing. It's just like, oh, am I a am I a, you know, a, how do I classify myself as a person? I right? gotten I got into a this this is just I got into a conversation with a coworker this morning talking about something very similar. Um she was talking about she was watching the Canadian version of RuPaul's Drag Race. Apparently, there's a Canadian version. I'm not laughing about that. I continue to this kid Schmachtenberger. I'm taking, oh. <laughs> I'm taking it through like yeah. <laughs> situations in my yeah. head. Yeah. Uh, so she was talking about how um on the Canadian RuPaul's Drag Race, the the feedback that the judges were giving him was far more honest and brutal. Like, I don't like the way you dress. I don't like the way you walk. The your the way you present yourself. It's right. Just it's, it, I don't like it. Yeah. And she said, uh, like the American version is far more like. It's, it's like they're kind of saying the same thing, but it's more shaded a little bit. Like, okay. they're not being as honest about the feedback. It's like, you know, they could have been better, and, like, maybe you could have done this. It, it's not as direct. Mm-hmm. And and that made me kind of think about how, um like, when people are on social media, they're basically creating a safe space for themselves. And it and I don't mean, like, a college safe space. I think that is a physical manifestation, but there's a virtual manifestation. You know, people on Twitter, they unfollow people who say things they don't like. Yep. On Facebook, you block people you don't like. Right. On Instagram, you know, you unfollow people who say stuff you don't like. Right. You know, Twitter or uh, um, TikTok, you know, you swipe whatever, don't like things, you know, that say things that you don't agree with. Yeah. So you end up with this, like, cushy, pillowy, comforting, everything mm. you believe in just gets re-echoed and whispered into your ears so you feel good about everything. Mm. And so it, it's kind of like our entire country is a snowflake. Mm. Like everyone has these safe spaces and no one wants to have a negative a, a negative emotion mm. because they're being presented with information that disagrees with their worldview. So if, if someone says, well, Trump did this good thing for the economy, is like, nope, Trump's evil. I hate Trump. Nothing he did, did could have been good. Yeah. I'm going to block you so yeah. you never say these things in my ear again. Right. Instead of actually having a conversation about it or maybe having a more, I don't know, complicated view of the world instead yeah. of like this black and white. And it doesn't have to be with just that. It could be literally anything like right. conspiracy theory, little safety nets people can get themselves into. Right. It's like there's all these little just... Uh, you know, safe spaces for all these people around the world. Um, we're, we're all snowflakes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No one wants to have conversations where someone has good information about an opinion that differs with yours, because that means you could be wrong. And now we have the ability to just say, I don't ever want to hear you again. Yeah. I don't have to deal with these complicated thoughts that I could be wrong or yeah. that my worldview might need to be adjusted. Well, so then I'm going to get dig deeper in my hole. Th- there's, I mean, the implication then, or the inference is, we're all living in delusion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to some degree throughout 
you know. I, I think we're all living in a misinformed version of reality. Yeah. Um, so what what I had noticed about, or I read a, a Reason magazine, not an article. When was the last time I held a magazine? Ten years ago? Uh, it was a, it was literally a tweet. Uh, no, it was, it was, it was an article. Um, <laughs> like, like that's the amount of like, it was a posted on the, the sidewalk. Old, you mean, you mean an article as in a tweet? No, that's not what I mean. Like, you know, that's the new article is like, Hey dude, I read this crazy long form piece. Oh, well <laughs> it was a tweet. It was um, a tweet, but it was 240 characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a 240 character tweet. So like heavy journalistic, uh, you know. <laughs> um, so Cancel culture is interesting because um, it's like what it does is, okay, there's people. So there's a person that's saying something, right? So say that person, that's that's anyone. Um, Well, if you can defame that person's character, then you nullify their conversation before they even say it. Mm -hmm. So like Trump, if he ever did anything good, it wouldn't be worth anything because he's a fascist, right? And so like, again... This kind of goes to the ad that you were talking about there, the Greenfield Ernst yeah. ads, um, who are uh, politicians. I, what are they? Iowa I mean, senators. Iowa senators. Yep. Okay. Joni Ernst is the incumbent, and yep. Teresa Greenfield's the yeah. Yep. And so, um, like they're they're defaming each other's characters because that's well, it's not even character. It's they're defaming their associations. Right. Their associations. Fine. Yep. Um, or associations that I've also seen like, oh, Teresa Greenfield canceled small business X for corporate, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh my God, I, when you make an enemy, when you make a boogeyman out of somebody, it's like, that's what it turns into is I'm, I'm not voting for Biden. I'm voting against Trump. Right. Right. Uh, so, but I find that fascinating that like, it's so effective too, because if I feared Ben Shapiro, I feared Ben Shapiro for like, you know, I voted for Hillary in 2016 and then I, you know, Trump won and then Ben Shapiro came on the scene and he was kind of coming up anyway. And people were like, ah, Nazi, blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm like, Ben Shapiro. And I got to thinking like, Shapiro is not a, that's not a last name. That's not a, you know, quote unquote Aryan last name. Like what Shapiro is like, that's a, that's a, like a, it's a Russian Jewish name. He's super like, Jewish. Oh, Orthodox. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I guess I'll listen to a video or something or, you know, listen to him talk. And he made some, like, it was, it was all like punches in the face for me. Um, because I'm like, oh my God, he's so like to the point, like he's not, he didn't cut like sugarcoat anything. He's like, look, here are the facts. And, I, I remember having a moment of like thinking after watching a few of his videos, listening to some of his podcast episodes, like I thought this guy was vile and, and racist but before I ever listened to him. It's such an effective undercut politically to like make someone to just, villa- just yeah. talk shit about somebody. And um, I don't know what it looks like to actually get back to. F- was it ever facts? Was it ever facts? I don't know. Well, so I was just thinking, like, when was the last election where you can think it wasn't about smearing the other candidate? And it's funny because I was, man, that actually reminds me. I read, um, I read an article the other day. It was like a hundred forty character tweet. Now it was actually like a long form, unlike the Hill or something. But they were talking about how um, elections of the past. No shit. It was an audible book, and they were talking about. Um, 
uh, Hamilton and um, uh, the, uh, the the guy who like he killed. Fuck, I, I forget that story, but it's like the story of Hamilton Bur- and Burr. Burr, yeah, and yeah. William Burr, and they were talking about like the presidential campaigns they were part of, and they would basically call each other pedophiles and say they slept with each other's daughters. No and way. Yeah, they they would fuck their daughters, and like they would get way worse than shit is today. Oh yeah, and they would say like the country will revolt, the country will end if this person yeah. gets elected. Yeah, it was actually worse than it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was comforting in a way. Yeah, um, because like it's now- like. Things really haven't changed that much. If anything, you know, it's more civil. I, I it seems like it goes in waves because I don't remember like Bush and Gore where they were like really attacking each other's character per se. I remember them like attacking each other's policies. Maybe I was young and I didn't like catch all the nuance, mm-hmm. but I don't remember them like attacking each other's characters that much. The same with um Clinton. You know what I mean? It was more about their policies. Yep. Whereas I remember with Obama was the first one where it was really about the character. Mm. But Obama still, it wasn't as bad. Wait, but uh, the uh, the defamation, it was character defamation. Yeah, yeah, that, that's Obama? what I mean. Yeah, like there was a little bit, like especially actually from Trump. Maybe it all started birther, with Trump. Yeah, because stuff. like the birther movement, he's yeah, from yeah. Kenya, like all this shit. Yeah. Like, um, and it wasn't just Trump, but there was only a couple things like sure. that, like attacking his character. But sure. it wasn't from the other candidate. Yeah. Right? Um, which was McCain, I think. I don't remember. Um, wasn't I that was right? A child. Wasn't it McCain who ran against Obama? I was, Coach? Probably, I was probably about five years old then. Why don't you know everything? Um, but I, I, it, it seems like this is it's ramping up, mm-hmm. and it's ramped up in the past, and so maybe it's going to ramp back down. Maybe we'll find a way out of it. Maybe uh, we found something that's effective, and it will get to the point where everyone's fucking tired of it. Yeah, you know we're all bored of like just character attacks. We want to get to policy, right. and then maybe we'll get bored of policy talks. Well, maybe it's just a natural cycle of of democracy. I, I don't natural that that all sounds like a big oxymoron to me. Natural cycle of democracy. Well, f- fashions right like. Bell bottoms were big, then they're out of fashion, and then like mm. their flared bottoms are coming back. It's like it's not exactly the same, but it's similar. You know, after all high waisted jeans, those are back. Yeah, then. mom jeans. Well, no, I mean like like the super high waisted jeans that they used to wear like back in the seventies, like dad jeans. What the fuck are you talking? I want to talk. Sorry. Um. So the thing that gets me is I watch these ads, and then I get kind of what what ads. Political ads. Oh, okay. And then I get kind of sad. I'm like, we go to such great lengths to defame somebody, but then I'm like, who who would ever, ever want to be a politician? Who would want to be a politician? I remember one time, it was one of the wiser things my dad ever said, and that was, uh, anyone who wants to be the president of the United States is, a, is, a, is either a psychopath or a narcissist. And I'm like, I completely agree. Who... What you want to prove to the world that you can fix the the most broken, insane country? Like, what do you think you're doing? What like what what is the incentive? Yeah, you might get four hundred grand a year. You ain't enjoying it. Well, almost everyone who becomes president has more money than that anyway. Sure, but like whatever. Like it, it's still still. Regard the point is is it's not a str- it's not a stressless. It's not it's not asking for four years of vacation. Which, okay. um, a, a really good point that Yang had was he said that we should pay presidents way more mm. so they aren't as influenceable by money. Mm. Because, like, Trump, for example, he doesn't really get a monetary benefit from the president position, but the power he gets, 
he could enrich himself a lot by tax cuts and making connections and stuff like that. Yeah, but I feel like there's like it, the money's more involved. Like I feel like there's more money in the campaigning and like Yeah, but legally that shouldn't go to the person. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't understand like I'm too I I'm not a pure hearted person, but I'm just like, "Oh, I, I, can, I can see, so I, I see why people, young people want to get into politics because they want to change the world. And then I think they go, oh, this is a cesspool of bad motivations and the dark side of, of you know, human interactions. And this is, this is a hell. Like, can you imagine sitting around trying to want to <coughs> change the world? You want, you want to pass some kind of legislation that affects climate change or whatever. And you're some crazy, hyped up 20, how old is AOC? I don't know, whatever. But like, and you have, months pass, and months pass, and nothing ever happens. It just, no no one's interested, everyone's trying to outdo each other, or, you know, it it just, it's a, it's a hellscape of glacial pace, I guess. I think you could take the view that everyone in politics has the best of intentions and they can still lead to bad decisions because the biggest influencer in this country's politics is lobbying money. Um, yeah. uh, there's some really good graphs. I forget which website they're in, but if you look up like um, uh, a voter's impact to legislation versus a lobbyist impact to legislation, it's, it's, it's insane because it showed like, if a voter is pro or against uh, a policy, whether it'll get implemented, it's like 50%. It's, it's, it doesn't mean anything. It's a coin flip. But if a lobbyist is behind something, it's like in the 80th percent. Mm. The way things get done is through lobbyists because they have all mm. this money and that persuades the legislators, mm. which doesn't seem right. But, no. but that, that's just how it works. Like, it, but if, what it, is it like you get a, you, you get, oh man, that, that, do they buy you steaks? I don't know, but like, like, oh, like because that like lobbyist bought, got me lobster. Legally, I think it goes to their re-election campaigns or something. Like, I don't know how uh, that stuff's weird. I don't, I don't know enough about we it to, dig into to, to speak I, intelligently. I want to know everything because I don't think a lobbyist can just go, "Oh, hey Ryan, uh, we like you. Why don't you vote for this and we'll give you a hundred k?" I don't think they can do that. I think they can be like, "Oh, hey, we'll um, we'll give X amount to your campaign for your re-election." Mm. Or maybe we'll pay for this trip, which is a business trip to like some island. I don't know. I don't really yeah. know how it works. It has to be like gifts or things you're super packed. It can't be like direct monetary donations to the person. But again, I'm speaking out of my ass. Yeah, you are. And I can see it. I can see your ass right in front of the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, that was good. That was pretty good. That was not a bad... That was savage. Your joke? Did you not think it, was, it wasn't a... Hold on, let me... <laughs> Yeah, it was great. Thanks. Um, so it was fine. It was fine. I'm sorry. Thank you. I should have laughed. Thank you. I, I think that we are such a bizarre human beings. We have these systems <laughs> that you know are just layers and try to onions. We're like onions. Ogres. We're onions. Yeah, dude. We are. Are we scallop? Are, are we? Are we shallots? I was going to say scallops. <laughs> Are scallions we, is probably scallions what you're yeah. are we are are you a scallion <laughs> are you a are you a shallot are you a hmm 
Uh, hmm? Can you not think of any more onions? Uh, 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 red onion. Okay. Yellow onion. Okay. Onion. <laughs> <laughs> and others. Chopped onion. <laughs> Sliced onion. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, um, I don't want to talk about politics anymore. I don't either. Come on. Okay. I want to talk about stories of the past. Stories of the past. Yep. All right. Do you have any good ones? Um, I don't know. I need I need some kind of my bachelor party was so so boring. Oh yeah, Matt. You you did you did drop uh you did drop a teaser a couple weeks ago about yeah yeah about mm, well that, let, that let's talk party. about yours first. What did you do for yours? Uh, so me and uh, my friend Ian, my best man, went out into a field and shot a uh, I think it was a four fifty seven Magnum. That's it. Yeah. Were you just shooting at targets or? Uh, no, just at the woods. Oh, yeah. Really, just trees and stuff. Yeah, because I you didn't have targets. I don't like nature. Okay, uh, I I'm anti I'm anti tree. Okay, um, and anytime I get a chance to shoot a god awful <laughs> rifle or pistol at trees, I'll do it. What What do you scream when you shoot the bullets at them? I'll say. Uh, <laughs> That's all. That's what I say. Oh, you just I sigh. Just go, uh, you yeah. just sigh lightly. Uh, no, I'll say, I'll, I'll say, "Where's mommy's big boy?" Um, I scream, <laughs> what? I yell that. I say, "Where's mommy's big boy?" <laughs> Shoot a three fifty seven Magnum. Oh, and it, it it was a plastic toy gun. So it's no. It, it was a it was a three fifty seven four fifty. It was a th- one thousand Magnum. <laughs> it was it was over a million Magnum. <laughs> it was okay. It was the Magnum. Yeah. He was like, he was like, okay, do you, do you want to shoot this? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I grab it and it weighs, I mean, it weighs 50, 50 pounds. Oh, 100 pounds probably. <laughs> it was like, it was lifting, mounted to the back of his truck. Oh, it's like lifting up, it's like lifting up two bags of dog food. Yeah. For, uh, two uh, 50 pound bags of dog food. Two 50 pound, 50, <laughs> 50 pound bags of dog food. Um, you know, and is and, there any more actual content to this story? you're hearing it bro what the hell are you talking about is there any more it's right here i'm saying it no but honestly i i barely pulled the trigger and the kickback on it my arm spun like this <laughs> spun in a complete 360 degree yeah and uh i it was like a cartoon your arm it was became like, a propeller and you shot like there was him. a yeah were you not wearing any ear protection didn't wear it smart well you know my mommy's big boy. <laughs> so, like, smart. A mommy's smart boy. Mommy's smart, smart boy. and big. Smart, but also large. <laughs> <laughs> mommy's smart, large. Your mommy's large boy. Mommy's husky bullet. Husky bullets. That was the day husky bullets was was born. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's so, all you did. You went in the woods with one friend. Was this his plan? Was this your plan? Yeah, it was his plan. He was like, we're going to teach you. Was there alcohol involved? It was just you two. Oh, no. He's very serious about like when you use a gun, you are. I know if after you only do meth. Sure. When you have a gun. Yeah. We want to be responsible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine getting drunk and getting a gun? No. You do meth. You're meticulous. (laughs) What you do is you take the bullets out. You polish them a thousand times. Then you put them in. You never shoot the gun. You just polish bullets. You take them in and out and in and out of the pistol. And, um, and that's that's what doing meth and having a gun is all about. 
That's such a weird bachelor. That's not even a bachelor party. No, it isn't. It wasn't a bachelor. It wasn't a bachelor or anything. It was a bachelor. It was a hang sesh. It was a sesh. But that was all you did. You shot the gun, then you left. Yeah. There was nothing else before or after. Uh, we may have like had some beers afterwards, but no. Yeah, it was wow. it was pretty. Or oh, my brother was there too. We shot. Yeah. Oh, so brother. now it wasn't just two. Of you, okay. It was three people. Oh, 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 there was actually the thirty people oh, there. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah was there was actually no, now that I remember, it, there was thirty. It was in a strip club, <laughs> and there was about twenty guys. Uh, that were dancing. It's for such us. a discordant yeah. story. Just me <laughs> yeah. and this one friend and shot trees. Oh man, my brother was there like 20 minutes later. <laughs> um, no, yeah, my brother was there. I just remember shooting the gun and being like, it was the kind of thing where was that the first time you shot a gun? No, but it, uh, I'd shot a, a shotgun before, a 50 caliber from the uh, from a helicopter. No, I'm kidding about that. Uh, what what I ha- I had shot a shotgun before, um, but this pistol was like like skeet shooting or just like i'm not just let me finish i'm just getting context man no you're not you're trying to be an agitator no (laughs) you are being look greenfield okay Uh, i just want to know when you were shooting your shotgun that's all huh i just want to know what you were shooting with the shotgun i was shooting whatever i want matt (laughs) it's america you're right i'm sorry yeah it could have been the the most dangerous game of all what game's that I can't remember what I was shooting with the shotgun, but shooting a uh, 457 is like Three, it's probably a 357. I don't think a 457 is a thing. <sighs> so go make it make my story even smaller. Okay, <laughs> it was a, down, it let's was go it down a hundred. It was it was a million fifty seven. Let's go down a hundred. It was a million fifty seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but sh- pulling the trigger, it's like it goes from pulling barely touching the trigger to ha- like you don't know what just happened and your ears are ringing. Like that's what shooting that gun is like. They're hard to shoot. The story has been such you. You have said nothing. I've said a few you, things. You've given like no information. Um. So you, right. you were in the Bachelor woods. Bachelor party. Hold on. You were in the woods. You shot a three fifty seven magnum yep. at some trees. My brother was Ian there. was there, and and your brother Ian, and your brother and Tyler. That's it. Yep. Yep. That's it. Hey, what do you mean? That's it. <laughs> you. The thing is, is you're like, all right. Where was it? What happened? Who was there? And I'm like, I'm filling in all the, I'm giving you the layers and the nuance. I'm trying to make it funny and I'm trying to deliver it to you in a way that's, that doesn't indicate that I have had three burritos. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Uh, I call it. And I'm shutting down. My body is shutting (laughs) down. And you are like. We have to eat after podcast. So where are all the facts? You gave me facts, but I want more facts. (laughs) And it's like, I'm giving you the story. I'm giving you the story. All I'm saying is it's a really underwhelming story. That's all. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Let's hear yours. So this wasn't my actual bachelor party for my current, for my wife. She heard me say current wife. And she's like, why do you keep calling me your current wife? And I was like, I don't know why I say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's because I almost got married before and I feel like I have to specify. Yeah. uh, My wife, not current wife, wife. Yep. And we don't say our wives' names. We don't say our wives' names. We don't even say our current because wives we're names. ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that. Cut that. Cut that part. Uh, okay. uh, so anyway, uh, it was the 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 wife I almost had, not the, w- the one that got away. The one that I let go. The Wi-Fi I almost had. <laughs> okay, sorry. We we gotta get comedy, that. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. A bit. Is our genre is our com- is our genre comedy? Or is it more politics? Or is it more Idiots. music and entertainment? 
Applebee's. Is there an Applebee's category? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Coach put it under a category. <laughs> Just Apple. Wow, what tag, what tag <laughs> is Categories. it? Applebee's. Oh, good. Yeah. I love Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to listen to these guys. Yeah. Uh, sorry to disappoint. Yeah. We should make that a tag, though, and put it on all of our podcasts. Finish your story. Uh, I didn't even start it. Yeah, start it. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, I canceled the wedding four days before, and yeah. we had the bachelor party. It's so know, badass. Like like, uh, like a month. No, it was terrible because uh, no. I, I had paid for everything. Oh, you couldn't suck it back with a no, vacuum of hate. not n- not a week beforehand because like the venue and all the food they had to order and make and um like all the gifts and oh everything that people yeah it's like all it was a big it was a big mess did you get all the food though did and you? we already like got all the suits all the dresses all the rings all that shit did you get all the food to eat well no so like everyone's like oh dude why don't you just go to your own wedding and just have a party it's like yeah. well i didn't feel like partying at the time yeah but in hindsight yeah that would have been great because right. i could have gotten at least the money's worth and had right. like just a giant party yep but you know I didn't this, feel like partying at the this time. This is so badass. Like, I, I, I know, I know, I know. Here, no, here's can... the thing. Matt, Matt, hold on. Like, here's what's interesting about this situation is that you had the wherewithal to go. Like, you didn't cave. Me, Jenny, forgive me, but like... <laughs> wife, don't you... Wife, current wife, forgive. <laughs> current wife. <laughs> current wife, <laughs> dot forgive. Uh, <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, so, like, the... <laughs> so, the... Four days, like I'd be sitting there going, okay, I, I'll figure it out. Like, you know what? We'll figure it out after the wedding. Divorce is going to be cheaper, whatever. You're like, fuck this. I'm not getting married four days before your wedding. Yeah. That's wherewithal, dude. Like, that's crazy that you're like such a fact master and like an iron mind and like a, you're like a, you're just a, like a scrappy chipmunk. Okay, Ooh, that's okay. like, I'm not going to get married to this. Per- I'm not getting married to this person. I have like cheeks full of carrots. Dude, cheeks full of <laughs> what? Carrots? Yeah. Well, or nuts. No. I don't know. <laughs> I used to have hamsters. They each have their cheeks full of carrots. Oh, they, they kind of look like chipmunks, yeah. Oh, chipmunks. I've never seen a chipmunk with a... Chipmunks could ride a carrot. <laughs> okay, well, they could ride carrot. on a carrot. I was, I was imagining a baby carrot. I should have been more specific. Oh my God! <laughs> what is happening? Like, I'm losing my mind. Like, <laughs> full size carrot. Yeah, I can see the problem with that. I I eat carrots that are the size of my arm. <laughs> I have carrots. Like, oh, chipmunks with carrot stuff? Huh? Like what? You're a husky boy. I've never seen a carrot the size of your arm. Oh man, I huge, <laughs> big old, just gigantic. A Ten pound carrot. Yellow carrot. Purple carrot. White carrot. Orange carrot. See, I said, or- I think everyone thinks orange carrot when they think of a carrot. They <laughs> yeah, think orange I carrot. think everyone does I named think one that, that one last. Last. Yep. Okay, continue. Um, so another embarrassing part about canceling the wedding is like I had invited all of my coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to be yeah. like, uh, hey, um, that wedding's not happening, everybody. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did yeah. you blast it, it was out? Weird. Just an email blast? Yeah, it was just an email. Yeah. Yeah. I delivered all the invitations, then just sent emails to them. Who who was like, "Hey, man, come on, you can talk about it." Well, I mean, uh, my good friends I had already talked to. Yeah, like, but yeah, everyone else I didn't really want to talk to. I mean, some people were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," you know. What like happened? That. What happened? Well, who asked that? Can't Did you say, uh, "Look," because you say honestly, that, I don't remember. Hold, it's, hold it's on, been you a say that time. in an email. You say, "I don't want to talk about it," and then that one person that has always been sweet to you and always covered the tab, or you know. I don't know. They overly friendly, overly friendly. It's yeah. like, Hey bud, what happened? And you just can't say, I don't want to talk about it. And they, the thing is, I absolutely can say that. 
Yeah, I mean, if you can cancel your wedding four days before it happens, you can probably say I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Okay, so anyway, the bachelor party. Like, um, I didn't get to do any of the planning or mm-hmm. anything. It was just like a surprise one. Mm-hmm. And unsurprisingly, it was all strip club uh, mm. themed. Mm. So um, my, like, two or three friends at the time and and my cousins, who I've been really close with, uh, they all came down and we went to a local strip club. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The the great thing about a strip club, or at least the one we went to, is it's, it's a bring your own beer, but mm. they don't they don't let you bring in liquor. And I n- I never drank beer. Yeah, I only drank liquor. Yeah. So everyone at my party was hammered, but me, I was stone cold sober. Yep. So we were at the strip club for fuck like five hours. Yeah. Which is way too long. That's too long to be really anywhere. I mean, it's hard to be in a strip club unless you're drunk in the first place. Imagine being at one for five hours, stone cold sober. Yeah. And having gotten so many lap dances Wait, you paid can't, for you. You can't drink a beer. You can't like chug beer and get drunk. I just, I, I don't like the taste. I, I, I just never liked it. I mean, I could, but I wouldn't feel great. They didn't serve drinks there? No. It was just a BYOB. They didn't have like a bar license. You could only bring in beer. I mean, I could have snuck in something, but like, I don't know. Being being at a strip club for five hours is it a, sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, but it gets it worse. So that, okay, <laughs> like oh so like the, the, the they they kept buying me lab dances and and the the first couple were actually great. There was yeah. like some some guest dancers. I don't remember where from where. Like one of the coasts. Sugar they were there, and they were really. I mean, candy. probably Candice, Candy, Sweet mm. Tart. I don't I don't remember what their names. Here's were. mystery. But uh, <laughs> like the the first couple were really good, but, but you know like the twentieth one, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, and I remember like um, so I just wasn't having that much fun anyway because all my friends were like obnoxious. They had taken my phone. I didn't drive there, so I couldn't leave and I couldn't contact anyone. Yeah, like I was just stuck here with my completely wasted friends. Right, and so like um, they bought me one more lap dance, yeah. and it was this this really nice girl. Right. She took me back. She's like, hey, do you want to wait for a new song so you get more time? I was like, all right. So then she started talking about like her boyfriend and her kids and like, oh, it's been a long day and you know, going to go home, got to make dinner for the kid. And all. It's like it's like just a nice, normal person. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to get a dance from you. I, I kind of respect you. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because you never talk to them. You don't right. you don't you don't really treat them like a person when mm. you're in a strip club. They're mm. just objects. And so when she's like connecting with me about like her life yeah. and her family, I was like, Fuck, I don't want to get a dance from her. Mm. And they started dancing and it was just like, it was awful. It was just the worst fucking thing ever. And so when I left, I was like, I, I want to leave. This is awful. And they wouldn't let me go. So eventually I managed to like violently take my phone and I contacted my fiance to come pick me up. Yeah. And so she came and picked me up and I, I and I snuck out. Yeah. And they didn't know that I had left. Right. Um, so I went back to my place and I was there and I started drinking. Yeah. I actually didn't get even get drunk the night of my bachelor party. Um, I, I had this weird thing where at parties I would like contain myself pretty well. But mm. when I was alone is when I get fucking hammered. Yeah. I don't know what part of my alcoholism it's that called was. Depression, but... Yeah. Really? I think so. Really? But then why wouldn't I drink with other people? So I'm there, and she had had her um, her bachelorette party, and I, I forget what the fuck she did. It was it was something kind of dumb. I don't remember. Oh, because um, she's a woman. <laughs> no, because she was dumb. <clears throat> um, so anyway, like all of the guys from a bachelor party come to the house like uh, like an hour later, and they are 
furious with me and they're <laughs> furious at my fiance yeah. because you know she came and took me and that's like breaking the bro code or something i didn't yeah. get it. it was like i wasn't having a good time i was these friends fun. don't like don't sound like friends at all well it, it was really just just two of them like my, my my cousins were cool and they didn't care but the thing was the thing was they all hated my fiance yeah they all hated her that's the one thing they had in common and the thing is they didn't want to tell me mm. because you wouldn't want to tell your friend how much you hate their future wife. Yeah. And so, like, basically all that shit came out on that night. So, you know, they all got there. There was, like, kind of a fight, but then things kind of cooled down. And then they started escalating again as they continued to drink. And mm. one of my friends who I had been friends with in college, he um, he started losing his shit a little bit, and he started, like, uh, yelling at his wife because a few of the girls from the bachelorette party were still there. Mm. Um, one of them was his wife, and so I remember, so like I, I had this condo downtown and my condo was attached to this large balcony. Hell yeah. Um, so like the, the condos used to be like, it used to be a nursing home, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. Like the fact I bought this condo was another one of my mistakes, which was kind of related to her. A yeah. lot, a lot of big financial mistakes were related. Oh yeah. To just this pouring girl. money. Oh fuck it. I lost like 15 grand in the wedding and I bought this $160,000 condo at a short sell because it was only worth like 40 K after it was bought by this fucking company. It was a, it was a fucking, and I wasted money on chiropractors and personal trainers and tr- like tanning so much shit. I would never spend money on if it was just right. me anyway. Tanning. Yeah. Like that, that's another story for some other time, but like, oh, well, we'll, so, we'll get there. So anyway, we're like out on this. So uh, I'll go more about the building. So it used to be a nursing home and then it was bought out by this other company to turn into apartments. Yeah. And then it was bought again to be turned into condos. They only converted five. Yeah. And then it was bought again and they kept it as apartments did except have, for the five. Did it have wheelchair ramps? Um, No, because there was an elevator, right? There was an elevator. Yeah. And then it, it had stairs, but there were elevators too. So you know what I mean? But anyway, so this big deck had like shuffleboard and a putting green and like a communal grill and like right. this little workout area because right. it used to be a nursing home. So right. old people love shuffleboard. Anyways, this giant deck and right behind it was this this bank parking lot where all my friends had parked. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I was standing up there on that balcony with um, some of my friends and, and my cousins and the, this other friend was down there and he started screaming about how he hated my fiance and you know, she's the worst. I'm making a terrible mistake. And I was still in denial about this. And this probably helped make my decision, um, in the future. But so this guy started losing his mind. He went over, started like punching this bank sign, which was like, you know, eighth inch steel. He managed to bend it and he had like blood all over his hands. And his wife started screaming. was like, fucking calm down, get in the car. And he's like, you shut up, you stupid bitch. Like Lloyd, Lloyd, calm down. like they were just losing their minds. Yeah. And so, um, and then one of my cousins got really drunk. It's actually the cousin I'm still closest to to this day, mm. who I love so much. He, he He's actually a doctor now. Uh, yeah. He's a super smart guy. He's super sweet. And he starts losing his mind. He's like, she's the worst. What are you doing? And then, and then he started like hitting stuff. And I was like, dude, you need to calm down or I'm going to call the cops. And that made him lose his mind even more. Yeah. So he went over to his car, his own car, and he busted his own driver's side window with his elbow. Jesus. And he starts just gushing blood and bleeding everywhere, and yeah. he walks off. Yeah. He just leaves yeah. and walks off. Went to med school. Well, no. We, we'll talk about where he comes back in oh. the morning. Uh, he was a biologist. So, and, and then it's like, so that was surreal. It was like, what the fuck just happened? He's busted his own window, and you, like, see blood all over. Yeah. And then, and then the other guy who was losing his mind, he starts, like, 
getting really mad at the other friend who's up there with me yeah. because he he's like the guy on the ground is like he's kind of fat he's super drunk Every, right. everyone's everyone's drunk and he's just being kind of goofy and he um he's like what the fuck are you laughing at the guy on the ground is like what the fuck are you laughing at and the guy next to me is like nothing he's like and then he starts screaming that he has a blood oath on him and then he, <laughs> this is dude <laughs> yeah hold they, on do they start hold larping on. hold okay. on so he goes over to the window yeah. right yeah. um where where all the glass is and he yeah. grabs a shard of glass and he cuts the back of his hand open yeah and then he gets the blood and he rubs it on his face and he says this is a fucking blood oath dude and then his wife is like in his car behind him she's screaming get the fuck in the car what are you doing and then he like starts calling her a he's like shut the fuck up and it's just like it was scary and then he gets in the car and they're about to take off and he gets out he walks back over to the car and he rubs a whole bunch of blood on on, on the windshield. Right. And then he gets back blood in the car, car and they leave. Yeah. So that was that was surreal. <laughs> and then and then like um in the morning, um I I wake up. It was like five in the morning, and and my cousin who had wandered yeah. off with the bloody elbow just like burst the door open. I was yeah. like, oh fuck, is he still mad? Yeah. And he's just like, Do you have any garbage bags? And I was like, uh, yeah, they're under the sink. Yeah. Because he was going to go fix his car. He didn't remember anything. So later I was talking to him. He's like, I just woke up in a parking garage in a pool of blood. I don't know what happened. And then I saw that my car window was broken. (laughs) And I was like, I thought you were so mad at me. He's like, no, I don't remember anything. Right. What what baffles me about this a little bit, but 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 like the the blood oath was the highlight of the night. Uh, Totally. It's insane. the, The thing the thing that baffles me a little bit about this is that you you're a hard you're a hard ass facts man mm-hmm. right you're all about facts and 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 by the have, way you this ha- is your on. characterization you, yeah, yes 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 you have you have the balls to call off your wedding four days before it happens right lose all this money whatever right but you have to sneak out of your bachelor party because you don't want to tell anyone you're leaving. And then they wouldn't then, let me. Then leave. Lord of the Rings fucking takes place. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got, you've got, you know, hobbits doing blood oaths in your parking lot. <laughs> was, and you're just like, that was more the orc of the group. All right, fine. The orcs <laughs> are doing blood oaths in the parking lot. And you're just like, I'm going to let this go. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, guys, just, uh, you know, finish up when you... uh, Let uh, me be clear. I was a mess during that whole period. Like, from 18 to 25. Yeah. Probably 18 to 27. I was just a huge fucking mess. Yeah. Emotionally, mentally, everything. I was just fucked up. Mm. So, I I, I give myself a little bit of credit for making so many bad decisions. Sure. Um, That kind of gets me to uh, the next segment in our... Uh, is this Ryan's therapy session? Well, no. So he, here's a theory I have. Okay. Okay. I think that you have, you're 30 something, you're what, 30,000 years old. 35,000 okay, 35. years old. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I feel as though you, in a span of less than a decade, have lived multiple lifetimes worth of insanity and pain. Yeah. Okay. I mean,. Probably not compared to some people, but no, compared to sure, an average sure, person. Yeah, for sure. It's all it's relative. But essentially, like I think you know more about yourself and, and and how you deal with struggle than most people would at your age. Maybe as, as a 35 year old. Maybe. And I think that 
I know more about pain and struggle than most people would at my age at 36. And because, you know, I had, you know, my dad was in jail, like we grew up poor, um, you know, my family was just like dysfunctional and crazy, uh, you know, all of us had drinking problems, like all this stuff. And I look at people that are struggling, you know, I don't know if it's they're struggling for identity, but I look at people in the world and I go like, I think people that are angsty and just want to go solve the world's problems, uh, they haven't known a deep struggle. They have no identity in pain just yet. And they have to go out and find that. And not, not that they're seeking it, but like it helps shape you. Because if you think about what you've gone through, you can always look at someone's situation and go, it could be worse. How about you, you know, how about you don't worry about this right now? Work on this part of your life because it always could always be worse. I'm, I don't know because I don't know if I, I said that last part exactly right, but keep going. I mean, I feel like as a person, as soon as I started drinking, I completely stopped developing. Mm. I stopped maturing. Um, my sense of self, self-respect, all that stuff just stopped. If mm. anything, all of those things went backwards a couple mm. of years. I mean, I feel like when I quit drinking, I was still mentally like an 18-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I was fairly successful monetarily. I had a decent career. Yeah. Um, like I was physically fit, but like my emotional health, like, uh, where I was mentally, it was way back. I mean, cause I, I hadn't done any work on myself. It was right. all just like locked in time. Right. And so since then it feels like I've been trying to catch up. Yeah. I mean, I don't really feel like, um, like maybe I have some advantages from that, but if anything, it feels like I'm behind. I mean, like if, I feel like if me now had to deal with some of those problems, it'd been way better. Mm. Uh, like I would say that I'm not talking about maturity necessarily. I'm talking about going through a fire. Okay. Destruction and pain and, and and you come out maturity is part of it, but it's more, you've had a struggle. Like, I think one of the biggest struggles I have in my life is myself. My own, you're, you're pretty hard to tolerate. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I, Hey, that's validation. (laughs) Um, so like, But, like, I find that, you know, I've been through some shit, and now, because I know how I I deal with pain, and I know how I deal with suffering, and granted, it's not been the worst in the world, but at least I know that about myself, right? And so I don't have as much, I think I, I I think it's, there's, I, my identity shaped a little more than your typical person, um, and... I think that that is a great theory that I just came up with out of nowhere. <laughs> it's all mine. Great job. 100%. That was it. That, uh, that's pretty much story of the bachelor party. Of all I can, I'm sure there's more details I've since so, forgotten, but yeah. the, that, those are the highlights. What? Because um, honestly, if I pick my best bachelor party, it would just be drinking at my house, playing rock band. Right. Super cool. What are you like when you are drinking? Um, well, it depends how drunk I am. And who I'm around because like, um, when it was just me and my wife, I would be like, um, like an accusatory, um, like violent asshole. Mm. Um, but if it was around friends, it'd be kind of like playful over exaggerated self. And it all depends how drunk I am too. Right. Giggling. Yeah. I mean, to- I'm, totally. I'm, I'm already a little over the top Yeah, and it would just get worse and yeah. less filtered. Right. Um, yeah. You're already too much. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I used to think I was funnier when right. I would drink. I would be less funny. Right. 
Uh, you're like an exclamation point as it is. Not three. Not <laughs> yeah, three of them. Not three. Okay. On both sides of the On sentence, like sides, a, yeah. like a and one like upside like a Spanish down. sentence. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ole. You know. <laughs> um, that's and that, I'm probably not a fair person to ask what I was like when I was drunk. It'd be better to ask other people. Yeah. And I'll, and you know what? We're gonna track them down. Sure. In fact, there's one right here. <laughs> Come, Come on, on in. in. Uh, I know that's um, that's great. Oh shit. Oh no. You want us to do these on the podcast? Okay, I know how hot these are. Do you have any idea what this is, Ryan? I is this a Carolina Reaper? No, this is the uh, the Pocky One Chip Challenge. I mean, yeah, it says Carolina Reaper on it, but this is supposedly the hottest single chip ever. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! We'd probably have to get glasses of milk. I want to know if you're even managed to do it. I know I will. I I love spicy stuff. I don't know if I can lay down for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Coach. Have you ever had one of this, these? You know what, dude? You hand me a little <laughs> casket. <laughs> yeah, it's a little It's a fat stone. man's casket. It's a yeah. tiny, fat casket. And you expect me to just put whatever is inside of it in my mouth? Yeah. What's it like? When you poop it out? Yeah. It hurts. It does. Yeah. If you eat a lot of spicy food, it hurts when you poop it out, too. Oh, my God. Hurts on both ends. Do You You can do this. I've never done the the this this before. I've done other stupidly hot stuff, but I've never done this one. Oh, my God. I mean, I eat ghost pepper stuff, yeah. and it's hot, but like I tolerate it. Yeah. But this is way hotter than that. Oh, yeah, God. We should probably get milk. Aren't we supposed to like have it in our mouths for a while? And... No, just, just eat it. Oh. Oh, I thought to do the challenge, you'd eat it. And... You're going to die either way. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. Here, I'm reading. Um. Oh, there's no rules on it. I'm honestly nervous about this. Oh, how long can you last before throwing in the towel, eating or drinking anything? Go for an hour, you're a heavyweight? If you even eat the entire chip and you go 30 seconds, you're a middleweight. So that already feels pretty good. I mean, you, you don't start off as like, um, uh, what, what's what, what's the lightest weight? Like a feather? Well, why I, is featherweight five minutes and middleweight? Oh, sorry. That's 30 minutes. Fuck. I think we should dedicate an episode Fuck. to this. I can't do this right now. What? I can't. I'm not. I, 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 I can't. Are, are, are you going to are you going to chicken out? Yes. Yes. I have to comprehend this. I don't understand this. I, I get what's happening, but I don't. Coach, is this going to ruin my afternoon? You'll be fine in an hour. So I'm going to give you some advice what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to shove it all in my mouth, and then I'm going to immediately go wash my hands. There we go. This doesn't look so bad. Are, are we going to eat these? What, what Are you going to put the whole thing in your mouth? Yeah, I'm going to shove it all in my mouth. Eat it as quickly as possible. I want one little piece. Don't. Just- don't. What do you mean, don't, don't? Because then you're not going to eat the rest. Your brain's going to be like, this is a bad idea. Yeah, it could be a bad idea, Matt. No, it is a bad idea. It is 100% a bad idea. All right. This is the Carolina Reaper. I just took a little bite. Matt, I just took a little bite. (sighs) Yeah. I can't... Matt. <laughs> Matt. Ryan. <laughs> I took a little bite. You took a full bite. Yeah. You ate the whole chip. It's getting pretty hot. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't pay attention to. <clears throat> it's really, it's, it's, it's just my throat. It's the bottom of my tongue. My tongue. <laughs> the bottom? Uh, underneath my tongue. <laughs> I don't have time for this. I don't have time to explain. <laughs> Sorry, your tongue? <laughs> I got a drink. It's pretty hot. I don't know how... <laughs> it's still bad. Yeah, it's hot. It's your throat? Now it feels like it's my tonsils. Like it's migrating. Dude, I took... 
A tiny bite. All you can do is you can't process anything. I'm trying to convince myself that I'm actually not on fire. It's just the nerves in my mouth going crazy right now. There's actually no damage. Oh, fuck. I've only had something this hot one other time. What was it? Um, a friend of mine used to make a lot of hot wings. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, and he would get, he had a, 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 a jar of capsation extract. Yeah. So it was just pure extract. Not, not safe to eat by itself. Right. Like he, he would put a spoon of it into five gallon crock pot and it would make the whole thing like, Ooh, pretty spicy. Yeah. And um, one time he gave me like the tip of a toothpick yeah. of just this extract and put it on my tongue. And I was gargling milk for 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm barely tolerable right now. <laughs> I think I'm not. I can't. I feel like I'm getting better. Yeah. You can, you're, you're, yeah, I feel like I'm getting better. I think you have an adrenaline response. You must have some kind of. Well, we, uh, it releases a bunch of endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. It actually feels good. It's like, um, you ever get like a runner's high? You ever ran enough to get a runner's yeah. high? Yeah. This I, is like a, you're on fire high. Well, I used to get my runner's high never after I went on the elliptical. That's never when I would get the runner's high. After the elliptical that I would do, I would never get it then. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the way you normally talk is like exacerbated right now. It's because I just want to like... Stick, <sighs> stick your head in a toilet? No, it's not that at all. It's... I'm just trying to... It's a new way. It's a new <coughs> way of thinking. Like, it's a new way of dealing with my mouth. Like, my mouth. I, I wouldn't touch it. You'll have to wash your hands again. Because oh, you accidentally shut up. You accidentally touch your face. Oh, my God. So I remember chewing it, and I was like, this isn't that bad. I was chewing it like, yeah, this isn't any worse than a ghost chip. But then I forgot, even with those ghost pepper chips, it's after I eat half the bag where they start to taste hot. You, you sound like you're starting to sound manic. I am a little manic. Yeah. You like lean over your mic. You're just trying to dominate. It, it is a stress response. Uh, from talking to my therapist, I have this thing. You know, like when you have like a fight or flight thing. Yep. Mine's always fight. It's never been a flight. Uh. And I get really agitated. Yeah. Like I get um super like angry, and uh, I just feel like I have to do something. And it sucks because there are certain things that put me in that mode. Like if if my kids are hurt. I get in this like super adrenaline rush, like I gotta do something. Yeah. Or if like the baby's crying and won't stop, or my wife says literally anything to me. Yeah. Um, I get <laughs> right. I get super agitated. Yeah. But like um But when you have a hot chip, uh, it's pain you can't run from. You just have to dominate it. Well, it's like um so like it helps in those modes. If I do like a bunch of push ups or something, I feel like I need to just do a bunch of push ups right now. All you know right. what I mean? Just get yep. out of that energy. Yep. How's it coming? <sighs> Fine. Like, I feel like I, I, I could maintain this. I feel like the worst is over. Wow. Okay. You think you can do a half hour? I go an hour, bitch. Okay. I made it, I think, less a minute, maybe? A, a minute 40? You can do seven. You can do seven. I've been training my whole life for this. Yeah. My... <clears throat> I have a lifetime of making myself miserable, so this is fine. Well, when I was in the military, they used to say... You've never been in the military? Just, that's true. Yep, you're right. What were you going to say? Let's pretend you were. <coughs> they used to say, if you can do seven, you can do 70. Really? Which means, no, they never said that. Oh. I mean, I thought maybe you heard someone who was in the military actually say that. No. Do you think that we would be better people if um, if there was a drill sergeant always over your shoulder, like telling you to do all the things that you don't want to do because you're too lazy? Like, instead of your alarm clock, it's a giant 
strong, angry man. Get out of bed, you fucking maggot. Get dressed and take care of your children. And then, like, you know, you don't want to work, so you, like, pull at Facebook. He's like, get off Facebook, you piece of shit. You write that React component. Are you on Facebook? No. I was I was doing one for you. I'm not on Facebook. For you, he's like, you don't need to masturbate ten more times today, son. Uh, mine would be like, you don't need to buy another online class. Um, Quit snacking and chewing with your mouth open. Right. That would be me. <laughs> you want another beef stick? <laughs> no more beef sticks. He would say, he'd say your sodium's out of control. Quit rambling and finish a goddamn sentence, boy. But no, it was like, I feel like there's all this stuff I want to do in my life, but I never have the motivation. But if there was a drill sergeant, just like, you know, instead of the angel on the shoulder, like a drill sergeant, just fucking barking things at me and I was scared of them. Right. I wonder if I'd be happier. What do you think? I don't know if happier is the right word. I think you'd probably feel more, more fulfilled. But I, I think that that is a form oh, of satisfaction. Mm, right? Happiness. Fulfillment. So there's a difference between happiness and joy. All right. Elaborate. You know, you can't just say things and make me think it's true. Well, maybe. <laughs> happiness is like that, I think that's kind of the root of the term is hap happening. You're having a moment of happiness. Temporary and momentary. Happiness is in the moment. Yeah. Satisfaction is in the moment. Retrospective. Mm, I don't know about that. But yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so okay, th there's that study where they talk about rich people. Yeah. I, I am more aggressive right now. I can feel yeah, it. Yeah, you're just like <clears throat> So they talk about like, you know, if you make more than, I don't know what it is, 115,000 a year or 150,000 a year as a family, okay. you're, you, you, you wouldn't get any happier by making more money. Yep. But the, that same study shows that your life satisfaction is boundless. Oh. So their level of happiness is the same as like it would be for, um, Musk or, uh, fucking, or, or Bezos? Jeff, <clears throat> old Half. Jeffrey Bezos. Old B-ball. Yep. But their life satisfaction just keeps getting higher the richer they are. Yep. And that's like looking back at their life and the things that they've done. Yeah. And that seems to be boundless based on wealth. But your moment-to-moment -moment happiness of having all your needs fulfilled, that seems to max out around, around 150. Yeah. So maybe you're right that my happiness wouldn't be increased, but I think my life satisfaction would be if I could look back and say, oh, man, this morning I got up on time, I exercised, I ate right, I did everything I wanted to do, I did all the shit I should have, and I don't have any regrets. Yeah, and then there's joy. So joy is different. Like there's so there's probably joy several. and happiness seem the same to me. No, joy is joy is like what allows you to get through struggle, regardless of a situation. Like it, like hope and joy. So like you may be going through. So let's. I've say... I've never heard hope compared to joy. Like let's that. say okay, hey, hey, you're. I I didn't say you're wrong. I just said you're I've never an heard atheist, it yours that So way. you think this is all. Yada yada. No, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Okay, that that's a, an apologist straw man. Strong man. Straw man. Not strong, strong man. I believe joy is when so happiness tends to be externally triggered and is based on other people. Why? Why you look at your phone? Things, it's on the places, screen. Thoughts. Sorry, I'm snorting. I'm but producing joy, a lot of snot right now. But joy is deep. It is like in the. It's in the roots, man. So, so to me, it just feels like you're describing satisfaction because that, that's in the roots. That's, that's something that you can pull from, like life satisfaction, like how you view your position in your life, the decisions you've made. Like, like regret is, to me, the opposite of satisfaction, and sadness is the opposite of happiness. Both are transient emotions, but whether in the moment 
you have regret. That's that's not really, I mean, you might feel regret in a moment, but it's based on something that's happened in the past, and that regret might stay with you forever. Like, if I had <clears throat> married my ex, oh, fuck, I would regret that forever. Mm. And do I regret getting as far as it did? Yeah. But um, at a certain point, I also have to know that I did make the right decision, and if I hadn't made those choices, I wouldn't be where I am now, right? See? See? So, pfft. so... See? Maybe. I, I just want to take a nap. I'm starting to come down. Are you? Yeah, it's wearing just, off. Just now? Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's been. I'm starting to feel like a normal person that can experience life normally again. So if you want to enjoy the one-chip challenge, at about 13 minutes, you'll start to feel uh, like you can exist again. What so. is the actual capsaicin? What is that mechanism of heat? It is activates it? the nerves that detect heat. Really? It actually makes your, your nerves think that they're being burned. Really? Mm-hmm. That's great. I remember a long time ago, I was reading that there's there's some thera- some therapeutic uses. Yeah. Where it's hard to talk because my tongue's a little numb. Therapeutic, yeah. Therapeutic, therapeutic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, therapeutic uses where, like, they would have a really strong uh, capsaicin-like rub, mm-hmm. and they would, like, put it on, on your, like, muscles and skin, but first they had to numb you with lidocaine, otherwise it would be unbearable. But, like, that did something to your cells because of, like, the burn effect that was, like, helpful. I forget what it was, but I remember, like, w- seeing something about that. I thought it was interesting. Mm. And this is a not a cult or something? No, it was a medical thing. Mm. Um, yeah. It was in this guy's basement, but it, he, he said he <laughs> yeah. was a doctor. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Uh, Gupta Feelgood. He had to have sex with my wife or something, but it seemed it seemed worth it to, right. to get in. So. Right, 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 right. Did you have to wear, like, pyramid hats? Um, no, they were tetrahedrons. A tetrahedron? Yeah. Tetra is five? No. Tetra is four. Capsaicin topical is due for temporary relief of muscle or joint pain caused by strains, sprains, arthritis, bruising, or backaches. Capsaicin topical is also used to treat nerve pain, ner- neuralgia, in people who have herpes, zoster, or shingles. Ah, it was, it was for the herps. That's why I've used it. Touched my nose. I did tell you you should wash your hands. Yeah. Later, you're going to be peeing. It's like, oh, my pee-pee's on fire. Yeah. And up, in it, my, up in my urethra. <laughs> Why did down. you point to your head when you said urethra? Because oh, it's, like it's like my dick throat. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. You've never heard that? No. I dick just made throat? It up. I just made it up, yeah. Like you're, you know... <clears throat> You ever uh, gargle any mouthwash in your dick throat? <laughs> <laughs> you, you swallow your pills through your uh, your dick throat? Mm, sensing a little bit of hostility from you. Nah. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. None of it's hostility. <laughs> nah, bro. You know what? We should do this podcast with our chairs backwards. Why? So we can lean on. I don't know. I kind of want to lean on. I'm going to try it. Oh, I thought you meant so we weren't facing each other. Oh, that'd be fun, too. There we go. <clears throat> Hey, sport. Just wanted to talk to you. Oh, yeah. Were we going to talk about outsourcing at all? Yeah, I like, sure, go ahead. I, I, I <clears throat> Well, I have... so I was going to talk about how I think it's inferior, and you went off this weird thing talking about sales. Okay. Which which was weird. I, I had no idea what, what you were trying to talk about. me. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Inferior to what? Like, I mean, what are the problems with outsourcing, <sighs> offshoring, whatever? versus, I mean, what are the alternatives? What are the drawbacks? What are the benefits? Well, I, I, I think know. it depends on industry. Um, I think 
for like manufacturing. Um, there's this weird meme now that like uh, Chinese factories are better than American factories, which blows my mind. Okay. Uh, you know, they have more practice. They're better manufacturing things. That used to be us. It's, it's They're better because we don't do it anymore. We haven't tried. I mean, I still believe that American ingenuity is a thing. Um, so I think, I think just for the health of the country, uh, offshoring is bad mm. just because, um, it is a way to effectively not hire Americans. And so we get rid of some middle-class or low-income jobs. Uh, we pay someone who we would pay in America, much less in a different country. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot relative to their country. Yeah, and it creates a middle class for them. So I'm not saying there wouldn't be re- repercussions for their country, but but if you're a country based in America, taking advantage of our infrastructure, our tax codes, the the education of the populace, the security of the country itself, but yet you're still taking advantage of other countries where their workers don't have as many rights or as many options— mm-hmm. Um, but yet you're getting all the advantages of our tax code. That feels like bullshit to me. Mm. So, I mean, even even if we assume mm. that offshore resources are just as good mm-hmm. as American resources, which which might be true, but I don't believe it because even if they're equal, th- there's going to be a time difference. Uh, uh, unless you're down in Mexico, which then you'll probably have a little bit of a language difference. Yeah. Um, and, and probably an education difference because, although the American education system isn't that great anymore. I, th- I think it's better than Mexico's. I haven't seen the statistics, but U.S. is behind most of, like, Europe and Asia, but I think it's better than some of, like, the, the South American countries. But I don't know. So I feel like just from uh, an American prosperity perspective, offshoring is bad practice. I feel like companies should be rated and taxed appropriately to the number of U.S. employees that they hire and the U.S. employees that they don't hire. Mm. I feel like it should be that way for their whole production chain, you know? So if they don't say employee employees, but they get 90% of their materials from a different company, like Mm -hmm. already Mm pre-assembled and they're paying them, you know, not that great. That should be something that's looked into as well. Um, cause like, uh, most, uh, a lot of car manufacturers now in the U S that are, you know, American based air quotes, like we were talking about my, my, my Chevy car. Um, Foreign companies, car companies, I forget if it was Honda or Toyota, but they hire more U.S. employees than than Chevrolet does now because most of the manufacturing is in Mexico. Mm. So it does. it's not an American company anymore. Sure, the people in the C-suite who make all the money and the, the shareholders, they're all American, but from my perspective, who gives a fuck? I don't care about them. Mm-hmm. I care about the people in Detroit who no longer have any good jobs and now have to either work shitty gig jobs or just get money from the government. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's a bad situation to be in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It seems like like I would like a website where I can go look at every fucking company and see what percentage of their entire operations are U.S.-based and what are foreign-based, and then they be taxed according to that. Mm-hmm. And if a company does everything in the U.S., <clears throat> then I would be totally okay with them getting some super-reduced tax break because then they're putting money into Americans' hands, yeah. literally. yeah. Right. Instead of just offshoring everything and getting discounts. Right. All right. So that's just my spiel overall. It's a good spiel. I think from like um, from an IT perspective. Yep. Um, when I used to work at Principal Financial Group, um, there was one CIO who it made it his mission in life to offshore as many jobs as possible. Mm. And he sold it by not getting rid of any jobs in Des Moines. Um, but just by creating more jobs over there and basically not hiring people. And then they had this, you know, focus on new talent, which means 
people right out of college who they can pay less money because they don't have any yeah. experience. It's yeah. like it, companies always phrase shit in oh, ways yeah. that sounds good, but it's yeah. just a way for them to save money and exploit people. Right. Um, oh, and we give the United Way. Well, United Way, so I, and I, I, I want to get off track. Um, so they had this giant office in Pune. Uh, it's like they had this whole floor of a building, and above it was um, like IBM, and below them was some of like Oracle. So mm-hmm. they, there's like all these big Fortune 500 tech companies in this building. And we had like 300 people on this floor and they're all shoved in close together. And the turnover, like the average employment length was like three months, mm. right? And then sometimes they would just walk upstairs and go to IBM or they'd walk back downstairs and come back to principal because they were always fighting for a better position. Because uh, for a lot of those guys who I met, and this is nothing against them. Um, I, I talked to, I was friends with a lot of these guys and they're they're super cool. They're super sweet. Um, they take feedback super literally. Um, like they would, if, if you give them, credit or kudos on something they put that email on their wall Mm. like they take that shit to heart it means a lot and if you say something bad like it really upsets them like even a little criticism is a big deal to them and it's very hierarchical i don't know if that's like the caste system in their culture or whatnot but like there's like 30 positions that you could be in just like tick 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 tick, like little little steps because it's important what your position is i so just to clarify you're you're you jumped into so i thought i i I thought you were talking about principal, like, American employees, <laughs> but you're talking about... Yeah, I'm talking about what they call PGS, uh, like, Principal Global Support or something, or Principal okay. Global Services. Basically, their office in Pune, India. Yeah. Um, and uh, these... So, there was a huge language gap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was also an eight-and-a-half-hour time difference. Mm-hmm. So, if we ever wanted to talk in person with these guys, instead of just doing everything through email, which is difficult, and then you throw in a language gap, Yep. right? So the the way Principal wanted to do it, at least the team I was on, I won't try to generalize too much, the team I was on, the experienced U.S. developers would create a tech design. We would send that over to them. They would do the blue-collar work of coding it, right? Mm-hmm. So even within IT, they try to, like, split things up into, like, you know, intellectual blue-collar work or intellectual white-collar and then, like, actually writing the code's blue-collar. So like, you you would create which is the nonsense. concept. Yeah, so I would basically create a design yep. and, like, flowchart it out and say what the inputs and outputs need to be and what it needs to do, and then they would actually write it. Got and it. then I would review it. Yep. Um, and a lot of the times, <clears throat> I would have to basically just redo it and make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, not, not to completely shit on them, but they weren't a part of all the conversations of what created the design. Mm. So they didn't know the reasons behind anything. So any assumptions they have to make, either you get a resource who isn't comfortable with any assumption. So mm. they're constantly just back and forth, little question, little question, little question, because mm. they don't want to take any risks. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a resource who, um, he was writing a batch job and he didn't want to run it. So I, I, I came in in the morning to an email saying, Hey, do you think this job will run? And it was just a test job. Mm-hmm. And he was scared to test it because it might fail. So he wanted me to look at it before he even tested it. That That's just like some of that oppressive culture gets into those guys where a mistake is like a fucking big deal. Mm. So they're like, some guys are unwilling to make any assumptions or take yep. any risks. Yep. So, I mean, just from that perspective, they are not as good of developers. Mm-hmm. You need to be fully self-reliant. You need to be able to take risks, make mistakes. I am exclusively a mistake learner. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't learn well in class. I don't learn well in presentations. I need to sit down and just fuck things up over and over and over again until I understand it. Yeah. That's how I learn. Maybe other people are different, but for me, mistakes are the way that you learn. Mm. 
And with the culture they have, or at least the culture they had at PGS, that that wasn't that wasn't something that was condoned. Right. Um, so I don't know. Uh, just from my experience there, the the resources they they made about a third of what a normal developer would make, mm. and it would take probably five of them to equal um, the output of one normal developer. Seriously. But you would need to have multiple u.s developers to manage them yeah seriously so it doesn't it's not a it's and and what's a loss yeah it's not a wash it's a loss and what ends up happening is you get these layers of apologists Mm -hmm. who their job is to tell the cio oh man your idea is working so great we're getting so much stuff done even if it's not reality right because you know then the clueless layer if you go by the the gervais Gervais, principle of the the middle managers they just want their boss to think everything's going great and they're doing a great job right even if reality doesn't reflect that this is this is interesting like the um so so and so just a little the reason we're talking about this is because trump changed the the way the way that those those visas work what what type of visa is it h1b h1b yeah yep yeah um so like you have that layer of so okay yeah you it ends up being a loss but what's interesting about it is so so you've got Matt Traxel and he's managing maybe a couple of these developers who don't really know what they're doing and they need tons of or maybe they do know what they're doing it's just that there's a culture of like getting you know very specific detail and, and the ones who do get good stay around for 3 months and leave right um and you've got to manage these people uh so it takes away from your time. Yep. Right. And then you don't know, there's no willingness or there is no tendency to like test to take risk. Well, hold on. But like, if like, if I were a manager like that, I would do one group offshore and then one group here and see who performed better. Right. On a similar task. That's what you mean by test. Yeah. I think that would have been a great idea, but they would be scared to do that because of the outcome. Uh, because the, the out- offshoring would fail. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, so here's something literally I heard someone saying yesterday, and that is, you know, it's, uh, it's one of the clients that we have and there is a backend instance. Uh, so what is it? If they, it, this client, if they switch to a specific, uh, a different type of instance on their backend, they would save $200,000 a month. Okay. Well, this was discovered, and uh, that one of our people discovered it, and it was told the 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 client was told, okay, well, this is you know this is what we discovered, and if you change it, this is going to happen. Well, management was like, mm, we don't want to hear any bad news about this. Like, we don't want to essentially. So, what happened was is it's hard to abstract this. <laughs> Uh, but there was a discovery that there's, you know, there's inefficiency. Mm-hmm. Then that was pushed up and said, Hey, why don't we go to these instances? And the developer that was the internal developer said, no, I, I don't like those instances. It's too risky. And our person was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand. And then sent him an email as a one-on-one and was like, Hey, what's going on? Like, I don't understand why you won't, why you won't switch to these instances. And the internal developer said, well, I don't want to report up something that could be bad news. Like we made a mistake and we are so like essentially the status quo is what they need to go with because that was the decision that was made up above. And to say that there's something wrong with that decision is to 
is to incur wrath, possibly. Yeah, that's so crazy because, I mean, you would think if 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 it was actually a company where they encourage growth and learning, then it would be our staff has learned something. They say they encourage. They have improved their skills, right. and so this isn't. They made a mistake then. Right. They have improved and learned things now. Right. Yeah, but no, I, I totally understand where they're coming from, and and so. It sucks that that's that's how it is in some cases. And the places. reason this person doesn't want to push that news up to the middle management is because they have an H one. There, the company is the is his sponsor. Mm. Yeah, that sucks. And that he's told. That's what he told. That's what the email said. So I mean, I'm, it, I'm 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 on a visa. I don't want to rock the boat. Even if the company wouldn't do that, it sucks that that person feels that way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Especially being a developer that's actually like here, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, but the thing is, is like I think that. So he, here's what I see that kind of goes on in these companies, especially around town, is that um, there is a endemic problem with having yes people around you, and it's people that no, this isn't around town. This is this is just a. Probably, US, but okay. probably fine, fine. So you have yes men or you have yes people around you that go, oh yeah, 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 and they don't want to rock the boat because they get a check, they're gonna retire, things are fine. Why go? And the thing is, is that the, the I think the top of these cultures force everyone else into that kind of position. Like after they say, oh, we want growth, we want, we want. We want people to sharpen our thinking. We want to be criticized. We want we want collaboration. And you come in and you learn. No, it's, that's what they said they wanted. The, yeah. real, the reality is they that's whatever. That's talk. And then it cascades down through, and all of a sudden you have this culture of fear. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And complacency. And my problem with all of this is that I want to continue to live in this part of the country and raise my children here, and. If we don't get these, this is the swamp, right? This is the swamp. It, it, not politically, but corporately, the swamp is you've got that swamp layer of people that are just like, uh, the middle uh, management layer. Middle, yeah. Get them out. I want, I want change. I don't, because the thing is, is these companies are going to collapse. They're going, if, if this stuff continues to happen, you're just going to see. Everything start to drag down. If, and, if, and, if, and if, did you, uh, there's gonna be a day when you see Amazon tractors and the Prime logo on tractors driving through the farm, and companies in town are gonna say, "We didn't see this coming. Why didn't we see this coming?" Yeah. Well, it's because you guys have a terrible culture, and you don't want to admit. Like, it, it's very frustrating. And um, in the. Uh, Gervais principle, they talk about how the life cycle of a company is there's a sociopath, mm-hmm. does something, mm-hmm. they recruit some losers to do the work, mm-hmm. and there gets to be too many losers for the sociopaths, so they have to recruit clueless to help manage the losers. Right. And as the company grows, the the layer that grows the thickest is the clueless layer. Yeah. And it gets too thick, the company collapses, that clueless layer shrinks, there's like a reorg or it's purchased or sold right. or something, and then the life cycle continues. Right. So it's like... It's these layers of people who their only purpose is they don't really have any power. Their purpose is to make themselves look good and to keep their boss happy, mm. which may not be what their boss wants, but that just might be what they think. Or maybe right. they do have bad bosses that have this right. this uh, persona of fear. I don't know, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
I actually, uh, I have a prediction that they're going to, corporations are just going to continue to offshore as much as possible. Like I imagine in, you know, within five, 10 years, we're going to have offshore telemedicine. It's going to be a big thing mm. where your primary physician could be a doctor in India, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, oh, for Unity Point is like, oh, if you'd like to have an appointment right away, you could do a virtual thing. And it's like a, an Indian doctor yeah. or a doctor from Polynesia or something. I don't know, wherever it's really cheap to get a doctor. Unity Poon. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it could be any clinic. I'm just throwing out local uh, places I, I know I'm of. Ha- but. Uh, uh, that, that's, that's, that's just a just a little, you know. The way that our organizations are structured, their only goal is to make money, right? And and even even our society, the goal is to increase our GDP. So it's like that's where everyone's head is in business. It's not to for the benefit of our citizens. It's how do we maximize profit? And it's to pay people less money. And it's hard to pay people who have degrees in this country less money. So let's go somewhere else. With people with degrees, right? Maybe the degrees aren't as good. That doesn't matter. They still have the degree. And as long as we tell people that they're just as good, that's all that matters. Is we have to just build that trust. Yeah, it's probably worth. I mean, the the. You, the same kind of complacency I see at a corporate level is also what I, it's the same mentality, different processes, different, you know, domain is in the government. And that is, uh, like I can't do anything really like, but I don't want to admit I can't do anything. So I'll take your requests. I'll manage your, you know, a constituency or whatever, and just kind of, you know, court some lobbyist who's going to pay me the most money because I can't do anything. Like, I'll just, you know, whatever. <laughs> it looked like you're a robot and you just shut off. Do you do you need to be done? Are you yeah. good? All right. Thank you for listening to the Two Idiots Podcast. We'll be back every Tuesday with another informative episode. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us, just leave us a glowing review so I uh, I stop crying in the bathroom mirror. Thank you for listening. <laughs>